Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about the exorcist killer. Uh, Paul, what's his name, Chuck? Paul Bateson, Timmy. Paul Bateson. Master Bateson. Master Bateson. He was a he was involved with the exorcist uh, movie, as I'm sure many of you have watched. And uh, he was also uh, a, a killer. So... We're, uh, we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. It's a script, by the way, that was written by our good friend Jason Dykes, uh, who from time to time submits scripts for us to cover. And uh, Jason did this, so we want to thank Jason very much. We appreciate your help. Jason, of course, will be at DweebCon um, the uh, first weekend of October here in Cincinnati where I believe he will be signing uh, boobies. I think he'll be signing boobies, Colonel. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing that with Sharpies, with the soft Sharpies, Timmy, with the soft, <laughs> wide-tip Sharpies. So, ladies, if you and would like And I'll be signing your... my whole name. <sighs> Charles, Colonel Charles Beauregard, Reverend. You fucked Beauregard. up your own goddamn okay. name. Fucking jack wagon, know, Jesus suffering Christ. So you're saying, well, so you're saying, you know, you're gonna, you have to have something to work with. Is that what you're saying? Don't be coming to me with a cup, Tim. Oh right. my God! Just wait a minute. That will be most. That would be most of the guys that are attending DreamCon. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me just put this out into the world for everyone to understand what's getting ready to happen here. Uh, both of my co-hosts have not slept. Um, one is because of a dog. I'm sure he'll bitch about that here in a little bit. And the other one is just a handful of nerves and doesn't sleep. So that's kind of the place where we're coming from today. I just want to make sure everybody understands. Well, we're not perfect. We're not perfect people. Near perfect. Yes. But we're not perfect Well, people. thank you. But anyway, we want, we want to thank Jason. So if you would like your boobies autographed. Show up to Dweekon. Oh, my God. And I'm sure Jason will even provide the Sharpies. That poor man. Uh, you know, Timmy, I think I'm going to get a rubber stamp. <laughs> a rubber stamp. Because, I mean, just to deal with the sheer volume of boobies. Right, oh, right. I'm just going to get a rubber stamp. Now, to, will you have to sign both boobs, Colonel? 
Well, I think it's only. Oh my god. <laughs> this is okay. Tim. Just okay. So um, yeah. So join us for DweebCon. I don't know the date. I think it's October the. I should know this, shouldn't I? Probably. It's the first weekend. First weekend October. Yeah. October sixth. Like uh, the seventh and eighth. Yeah, I was starting the sixth, which is a Thursday, oh, sure. and then seventh uh, and eighth. So we would love for you to join us in Cincinnati. You'll be uh, there's a live show, and uh, but come anyway. It's all free. It's all <laughs> come anyway. It's all free. Well, I mean, the show is free, but you have to pay for your own transportation. It's quality entertainment. Hotel and... Also, vibration. Noah is playing yeah. some yeah. fucking game behind me today that he has to just fucking jib-jab about, and I don't have any place else to record. So if Chuck can't clean it up very well, what you hear is, you know... Whoever the is fuck. He playing online. Yes, he's playing online, and he's muzzle the well, boy. If it was that easy, is he recording it for tranquilize TikTok? him? Is it? Is he recording for TikTok? No, I don't think he's recording for TikTok. I think though, I'm going to start a YouTube channel where I get stoned and just play the Lego games. I think that would be fun as shit. I'm going to do that later. People make money. People make money yeah. I think I'm going to do that later. That's going to be my, that's going to be my thing. Also, my OnlyFans account for my feet because they're pretty. Well, you know, Chuck, Chuck will be happy to help you set up that YouTube channel. Oh, we'll God. You. No, you know what? We got one, of the, one set up for our channel. You know, I want it done in this century, so I'm just going to have Noah do it because he knows how. That's all I got. I would like to, uh, Remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We, at times, use adult language. Well, that's that's aspirational, Timmy. That's an aspirational comment. Oh, right that, we're a, uh, that we're not, that we're comedy. We aspire to be. A comedy yeah, we podcast. aspire to be a comedy podcast. We definitely do have the language. Yeah, I would say we that's got, why we don't have the YouTube channel because they rejected the devil's uh, vocabulary. Did not even happen. I, I I hear I I read that that's why uh, Elon Musk uh, refused to buy Twitter because of uh, he saw son of Brandy. Oh Steve. shit! Well, that may be, that may be, but you know, whatever. Some people need some people need to be put in their place. So there's that. Don't follow me let, if you don't me, agree with my politics, because you will be disappointed. What? Are you, are you on Twitter? Oh, I am on What's Twitter. Twitter. What's your handle? Um, fuck it, let's roll. The no. Devil. Right now it's fuck it, let's roll. <laughs> I had to get cortisone shots in my hands yesterday actually in my wrist Why? so i did not like that very much Why? it was friday that i got that done sorry it hurt have you been having problems with your hands? i have but it's fine nobody cares can you introduce us so we can get this going though that'd be awesome yes let me introduce a lady who is uh, uh well she is a uh, lady who is known 
as Brandy the Benevolent. Lady, really, Timmy? Lady? Well, that's a generous use of that word, Timmy. You shut your dirty mouth. She is beloved by minions everywhere. Yes. There's a new minion movie coming out, I think. There, it's out. Oh, is it? Yeah, I will have to watch that. Of course. Why is they? Why are they releasing? Oh my God. Gun again. I mean, it's like I don't know, Timmy. How could he I possibly still be in the military when he's like seventy years old? What in the fuck are you fucking yammering about? How did we go from whatever the fuck you were talking about to this? Minions to Top Gun? Why? <laughs> well, they're both movies. They are both. Yeah, the only way I would see this movie, Timmy, is by mistake. <laughs> Tom Cruise freaks me out I now. Walked into the wrong theater. Tom Cruise just mm-hmm. freaks me out now. I can't hardly watch anything with him in it. I liked him in A Few Good Men. Yeah, but, you know, that was before he, was he right. went, like, full teetotal crazy. There's no Jack Nicholson. Huh? Well, Sonny from The Godfather died this week, Timmy, and I just have you know who that uh, Sonny James Conn, he did, and so did Paul and Walnuts. Godfather. I know. I really hated and Paulie Walnuts. Tony Sirico. I had, uh, I had uh, when I was about ten years old, Timmy. Yeah. I ran into Mister Khan on an airplane, and he scruffed my hair and said cute kid well so he I'm was sure blind he's proud how ha- i'm sure he's proud how mm-hmm. you turned out colonel yes he probably uh, he, he you wasn't even was. a, you wasn't even a, you didn't you wasn't even a colonel then no i was just a merely corporal to me yes just a lowly corporal so uh, leanne and i watched brian's song in honor of mr con james con billy d williams Yay! It was it was it was Lando. James Conn's first first major role, and you know that was a TV movie. It was a made for TV movie. Did yeah. it hold up? But it, it's it really did. You know, I told her I you know because Leanne had never seen it, and I told her you know I explained to her. I've never her seen that it. Men are allowed to cry at Brian's song. There are three movies, Timmy. Rudy. Three movies. It's acceptable to cry in if you're a man. Rudy. Mm-hmm. One is Radio. Brian's song. Brian's song. The second one is Remember the Titans, Timmy. Okay. Uh, and the third one is Old Yeller, of course. Rudy. You know, you Are you fucking cry. kidding me right now? No, nah, Rudy's not cryworthy. <gasps> it's not cryworthy. Oh, Those are now, the only three. Oh, you can, men can, I explained <clears throat> to Leanne, men can cry at Brian's song, but they can't cry at Love Story. No, very similar. You can't. I mean, very similar storylines, but you know, because well, right. it wasn't a football. But if player you cried at it, right, right, right. Sure, yeah, it wasn't some, manly, Timmy. It pretty, wasn't manly. It was no, it's not manly at all. What was? Wait a minute. We watched that last yeah. night, and it did hold up pretty well, surprisingly, since it was made in 1971. Nice. So it was actually pretty good. So I think we're going to watch uh, Misery today on our. Oh. Our Con Film Festival. How you like that, Colonel? Wow. Yeah. I th- Return of Con. Yeah. I think, the, has she watched The Godfather? No, neither one of us have. <gasps> I haven't seen it all. I mean, I've seen parts oh, of it. Oh, Timmy. 
Okay, I wait a minute. I tried to watch it, but it's like really dated. Again, nope. Hold on. I say this with all my the love in my fucking heart, my cold black heart. One and two are perfect. Don't watch three. Three should have never been made. I'm angry at Godfather yeah. three. I choose to believe it doesn't exist. Now I'm going to disagree with you there. No, it was terrible. With you there. It was terrible. Three was necessary to wrap up the storyline because three, if you go through three, double. Three would have been necessary it had it been a it's better Michael, film. But it sucked donkey yes. balls. Donkey well, fucking it's, balls, it's, dude. It's about uh, Fuck. this. It's about it's about Michael's journey to try to reconcile his past and let me tell you something. Basically, when they cut loose the the sins of his his previous life as he becomes an uh, when man. they shot his daughter on those steps or whatever the fuck it was, you know what? I clap. I clapped. I get her the fuck. She was terrible. It was awful. I know she was Sofia Coppola. I get all that, and she had you know what? It was terrible. Don't watch it. She's great. Well, it she's was a great producer, though. She is wonderful director. What you director, have to understand, producer. Devil, is I don't. She was never supposed to be in that. Well, role. she shouldn't she have been. She was a last minute addition because Rebecca Schaefer from My Sister Sam, was murdered. She was supposed to be in that role and was murdered. Okay, I don't give. So they had to get a last listen, minute person, and I can't it. stress. I don't give a fuck. Three should have been necessary, but it was just terrible. Three Don't had watch Andy it. Garcia in it, so you just you just shut your whore mouth. No, okay, sorry. Yeah. Can we get through introductions well, and get to this before yeah, I can't? Yes. I'm, now I'm upset. Her Majesty, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Well, I was fine until Charles decided that he wanted to argue about Godfather Three. So now I'm upset. So that's how I am. Sorry to hear that, Brandon. Nothing to see I'm here. Sorry to hear that. How has your summer been? It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I'm afraid to go anywhere with my kid. I'm afraid to go out because we could get sick. We could get shot. We could get what? I don't. I'm. I, I. Everything is a dumpster fire. But thank you so much for asking. Let's hear Chuck's petty bitches so that we can just get on with this fucking thing here. Shit. Okay, well, that was a lot of brandy time, I have to admit. It was. So, let's introduce, let me introduce the man who is known as an oasis no. in, a, in a Desert of Despair. Brandy, you mentioned all the upheaval that we're experiencing as a society. And I'm going to upheaval the, over the, this fucking introduction is what's going to happen. The coming, uh, the coming <laughs> influence, the one bright spot that we have... It's a little light that never goes out, and that is the light of the current. That is absolutely fucking not. You know who's the light? There's a guy up in Canada that just films himself dancing, and he wears a turban, and it's really cool. It's bright orange, and that is light and love, and I love that guy. Shout out to that guy on Twitter. Chuck is not that. Chuck is a, a light, a certain kind of light that never shone on the devil. No, <laughs> no. Do a little. Uh, That's a I'll be there to for us, Colonel. No, I'll be, I'll be there. No, just call my name. Just ask him how he is, so he can I'll bitch. Be there. Oh, 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 oh. 
Well, he's a uh, best-selling author, Brandy. He's fucking not. Uh, the, the, How to Make Love in a Woman is still number one for, I think, it's his 76 weeks in a row. Absolutely not. It's the basically new- the dark side of the moon for books. Not today. that. It, uh, it is now available charts. in Braille. And Braille <laughs> and audiobooks. And audiobook. It's soon to be a major motion picture. What the fuck mm-hmm. is wrong with you? Just get to it. Uh, he is a man, a, a wise man. He is a unabashed. Is he paying you? Sex, he is an unabashed sex enthusiast, Brandy. Is he paying uh, you? Unabashed. And you don't need to add this to Are my Are you lovers in the nighttime? But, uh, because that's all I can figure out now. Stop. The very some honorable. people, Timmy, some people call me the space cowboy. Timmy. Nobody calls you no. that. And some people call me the gangster. Look. Absolutely not. Your wife doesn't even call you that. <laughs> the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III. See, I got his name right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I was doing wonderful, Timmy, till that that tot had to start badmouthing Godfather Three. <laughs> so. Too bad Godfather didn't have a serial killer attached, and we could talk about it, it next week. That will be lovely. That will be lovely. <laughs> but they had it, a lot of murders in there. I think there were spree killers more than anything else. But yeah, you Luca know, Brazzi I, you know that Ice Man. He what's the guy? What's the Ice Man? Yeah, name? yeah. I forget him. He was a I mafia was hit man, and they 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 cast classified him as a serial killer. But I don't you know if you're doing it as part of your profession. If you're are you doing really, it for money. Yeah, yeah. You're not. Your your heart's not in it. You right. know. It's very professional. You're not keeping souvenirs. You know, you're not, handing yeah, out business it's cards. It's, it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's right, Brandy. I don't care. I don't agree with the serial cut. He he didn't earn that serial killer moniker. Mm. No, I agree. Oh All right, are we ready? Timmy, to... I, I I sang you a little bit of a, a Steve Miller there. Uh, yeah, no. the Joker. Some people call me. Some people call me Maurice because I speak. And this word has always been tricky. Of the pompatus of love. Uh-huh. Do you know what pompatus is, Timmy? I think I'd like Pompatist. it if someone calls me Maurice, though. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> I mean, gangster love, yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Space <laughs> Cowboy is even cool. Yeah. You don't look Maurice. like a Maurice. Call me Maurice. <laughs> Isn't one, one of the Gibb brothers named Maurice? Yes, yes. The one that sang off Kia. <laughs> but anyway, Timmy, this is just to educate our audience. Pompatus always bugged me because I wondered what it meant, and I looked it up, and you know what pompatus I mean, is? Shut Timmy. the fuck up and. It's what's burn. called a nonce word. It's a word that is made up for a an occasion for a, just a made up word, Timmy. Aren't all words made up? Like are, say, are words made up at some point? Well, say like for people get engaged four women get engaged on a day and somebody says oh today's ring day now ring day ain't really a word it don't mean anything but they just made it up for that occasion it's a ponce word remember that now jason dykes probably knows this but i want to educate you know me oh my god making people better you are about are we still recording so if you listen to this podcast 
by the end of this podcast, you will be better than when you started. Well, I mean, yeah, perhaps if we ever get there. And some well, people will call you. No, <laughs> Bro, you are a educator, Colonel. I think that's fair to say. We've all recognized uh, that. Uh, I teach you how to make properly make love to your partner. I'm going to start reading this script right because. Okay, go ahead, Devil. We're ready. Thank you. Since uh, also a treat, I will be reading the script because I am the only one prepared. So there's well, that. I was prepared. I just had. I don't want to hear problems. your excuses, Paul Bateson. I'm prepared. I I'm just not motivated. Paul Bateson was a convicted murderer and former radiographer. Well, which one would you rather be, really? I mean, which one gets you the most dates? Would you think the murderer? Yeah, probably. It it would be cool if he was Norman Bateson. Well. Oh, yeah, that would, that would be cool. So, from here on out, we're just going to say x-ray tech because I don't want to say radiographer a lot. So, anyway, so he appeared as a x-ray technician in a scene from the 19th... We can, we can help you with your pronunciation. Shut like the fuck up. I, mean, I can yeah, say it. stuck on the big words. I can say it. Okay. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying, hi, mm-hmm. I have the script. You don't. I will come and find you. Stop. All right. All right. God damn it. Okay, so he was an x-ray... Continue. Son of a bitch. She was an really? x-ray technician. I mean, people tune into this podcast because they want the story. They want to hear the story. So please continue. They want it well, all. if you could they shut the, the fuck up for a minute, I could get to the story. This guy was an x-ray tech in a scene from the 1973 horror film The Exorcist. uh After the film's director, William Friedkin, watched Bateson perform a cerebral angiography. Jesus shit. Angiography. Angiography. You can handle the big ones until it comes to words, can't you, Devin? No, I don't... Yeah, there's multiple syllable words. It's a weird... No, he's got it weird. Anyway, the previous oh, year. Oh, so blame, blame the writer. That's <laughs> what we're saying here. In addition to his conviction for at least like one murder, Jason. he was a suspect in several other unsolved killings. Bateson was born on August 24th, 1940, and grew up in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, the son of a, Jesus, metal or, <laughs> metal or, Metallurgist. Okay. Meteorologist. 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 A meteorologist. Whatever. He 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 t- he was metallurgist. It's a metallurgist. Oh, there. Suck it. It'd be cool. I. It would be cool to own a Doppler radar system. Would you think so, Colonel? I would think so. Oh, absolutely. Probably. You probably get be an able to that, check for. Yeah. All right. You could check for Santa Claus three hundred and sixty-five days a year, Timmy. That's well. Cool. Little is known about Paul's early life other than his father's habit of punishing him as a child by making him stay home from Saturday matinees at the local movie theater and listen to opera on the radio instead. Oh my God, that well, is that's just cool. That is <laughs> fucked up. Uh, I could see the trauma. Yeah, they'd be calling CPS on that. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So, but Bateson later said that appearing in The Exorcist was revenge against his father for this punishment. Jesus, suffering Christ. You know, there were people that were really abused. I'm well, sorry. I mean, it, well, it is it is abuse. I mean, to put to how is that? Listen to Ob. Well, I mean, but still, how is that something that like would change your life? To be like, yeah, now I'm just going to kill people. Like, you can point to that moment and say, Well, I might not have been listening to paparazzi. I mean, you know, I mean, could have been listening to, you know. Whatever. It was bad opera. Well, after finishing school, he joined the army in the early 1960s and was stationed in Germany, where he began drinking to relieve his boredom. As we all do. That's what I do. Yeah. In 1964... He moved to New York City, where he began a relationship with a man that was marked by heavy drinking and frequent parties at the couple's home. In 1969, Bateson's mother died from a stroke, and his younger brother committed suicide. Bateson trained as a neurological radio... At the same time? Uh, 1969. So I think just within that year. Okay. So Bateson, there would have been something if it all happened at once. It would be crazy. Like she struck out, and then he like hanged himself. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say that. There's that'd no indication of, that it happened lot, the same day. That'd be a lot of drama happening. That would, but at least you get it all over with. All right. So Bateson True. trained as a neurological radiological radiological technician, and began working at that in that capacity. In 1973, his relationship with his boyfriend ended and he moved to Brooklyn while working at the New York University Medical Center, the NYUMC, if you will. I have the t-shirt. I bet you do. In late 1972, film director William Friedkin visited... I go to all their home football games. I know. Yes. (laughs) So this guy visited the New York University Medical Center while he was preparing to make The Exorcist. He wanted to view some uh, medical procedures since he was considering showing some... NYMC. Yes. Uh, He was considering showing some medical procedures in the film and looking for some staff to be extras. Dr. Barton Lane invited the director to watch a cerebral angiography. At the time, this procedure was performed by puncturing the patient's carotid artery in the front of the neck in order to insert a catheter through which a contrast agent was injected in order to make the patient's blood vessels more visible under x-rays. In the meantime, between the time when you actually... I thought he, was, I thought he meant like he was going to poop from his neck or something. That would yeah, yeah. have been wild. I don't know why you would think that was ever going to be a sentence that I said. So, well, I don't understand. I mean, because, you know, you think of catheters, you think of... Nope, you know, I don't. I don't, but it, did did Chuck fall asleep or die? I I'm just up. sitting here enthralled by your, by your All right. mangling of this script. You fuck off. So, in the moments between... I mean, Timmy, it, it's kind of like... Uh, well, it's kind of like listening to Carrot Top read Shakespeare. Oh, fuck off. You wish. All right. So, what happens oh, when carrot that top? Was a good one to what, what happens yeah. when ter- carrot top's hair turns gray? Does he have to change his name? Uh, it will never turn gray. He'll always dye it red. 
I bet it falls out. Maybe, but th- I don't care. I just you know I, I saw him on Howard Stern one time, and <sighs> he apparently he was he frequented the brothels in. Uh, Have you seen him? Vegas. He had to. Dude was a freak well, show. His, apparently, his big thing was, you know, ejaculating in the lady's face. That was his big thing. So, there's a picture for you, Brandy. I don't understand why why that would be information you'd retain, but okay. All right. Well, I like to, like to educate our listeners. So, in between. The moment that the arterial puncture and the insertion of the catheter, blood's pumping out of this, you know, puncture. Um, in you, rhythm. I mean, mo- imagine on most of his dates, you hear a woman scream, "Watch the hair, Colonel!" Oh my God! <laughs> Wouldn't you? Why are we? This doesn't need further discussion, and I can't stress that Do enough. You need, and and, and I, this is just you know, we would like another perspective. Mm. Do you? Do you bring a warm, moist towel out before that happens to me? Is that custom? Well, I, I, I mean, I think we have to ask Brandy. I mean, Brandy. The I fuck you ask me for? Do you not fucking ask me that shit. Well, I mean, Absolutely. Do they just stagger not. around like a drunken pirate? I cannot. You know stuff's got to get in their eyes and they're just staggering around. I don't I, want I, to I, even I thought, you know, imagine. A woman of your experience. A woman of your experience would know a little bit about Bukaki. <laughs> you know. Shut up. I can't. So anyway, so blood's pumping out of the neck there for a minute in the with the rhythm of the heartbeat. Um, Freakin was sufficiently impressed that he told Lane that he wanted to depict the procedure in his film and he wanted Lane to be the one performing it on camera along with Bateson. A few months later, Friedkin and his crew returned to shoot the scene in which the character of Reagan, played by Linda Blair, is examined medically to see if any of the strange behaviors she's been exhibiting can be scientifically explained. In the scene, it is Bateson who speaks most of the dialogue, demonstrating the calming bedside manner that he had used with many actual child patients. He can be seen in the background early as Reagan is wheeled into the room Helping her put on the t- helping her onto the table and attaching wires to her shoulders. As the film shows Reagan's face in tight that. close-up, alternating with takes of the procedure being finished, including her blood spurting into the air and staining her surgical gown. Bateson, man, that Linda Blair really went all in. For she really course. did. She's method. She's very method actor, well, even back then. You know, you know, she was in that movie. Wasn't she in that movie where they? Uh, Colonel, you know what I'm talking about with the girls. Women's uh, prison. Yeah, yeah. Girls in pre- she was to me. She, she was, was uh, assaulted, I believe, with a baseball bat or something like that. It was, it was a, a baseball large, bat. Yeah, broom, broom handle. Louis Vuitton. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that. Ted Williams model. Anyway, as the film shows Reagan's face in tight close-up, alternating with takes of the procedure being finished, including her blood spurting into the air and staining her surgical gown. Bateson's voice is heard off-camera instructing her, warning her that the carotid puncture will hurt and reassuring her as she winces immediately afterward. 
Upon The Exorcist release to the theaters, medical professionals praised it as a realistic depiction of the procedure. And today, it is now of a special historical interest since the procedure is no longer performed with a carotid puncture. So. Interesting side note. Yes. Have you seen, I think we can agree that this is a classic, Apocalypse Now. No. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's classic. You haven't seen that? No. Are you even American? Are you even... I don't like war movies. I don't. Do you notice where Charlie Sheen, or not Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, smashes the mirror and watches his hand bleed? Yeah. That was, he did that in real life. That was just an ad-lib thing that he did. And he sat and just, he had a heart attack while filming that. It was so intense. Hmm. How does that fucking relate? He had had an addiction problem. How does that fucking relate to The Exorcist? Oh, wait, it doesn't. So let's just... We're going to ha- go ahead well, and get back little, to it. Uh, this is a little side... It's a fucking stupid... You know, it's just fucking bullshit. That. That's all it was. So, are you both ready? Then he went on to became President Bartlett. He did, and he is my favorite. Yeah. Um, around the time The Exorcist was released, Bateson's, Bateson's drinking increased. It began to affect his job performance, and in 1975... NYUMC let him go. Bateson sustained himself with odd jobs in Greenwich Village and taking tickets at a porno theater. He also went to... It's honest work. Yeah. He also went to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings where he socialized with other recovering alcoholic gay men and was hoping to start another long-term relationship. So he's going to hook up. At an AA meeting. Yeah, he's going to. Seems it, healthy. It, it's not a good. It's not a good idea to go to a uh, a meetings to hook up. Yeah. So by nineteen sex addicts, where you go to sexual addicts. Oh yeah, yeah. I got that it. is a nice place to meet women. Yeah. Also down at the also them. Colonel down at the free clinic when they're given you know their uh, antibiotics. Penicillin shots. Chlamydia yeah, pills? Yeah, penicillin. Yeah, yeah, but you want to wait about four days. I mean, get that number and call them in about a week. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's good advice. Come but, on. you know, if you go to the Sex Anonymous thing and you just say, hey, you know, would you like to have coffee afterwards, that that means something entirely. It's code, different. yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. not, though. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So by 77, Bateson has begun drinking again more heavily. Uh, He said later that he was drinking at least a quart of vodka a day. On September 14th... I think that's what you would call a lightweight. Wouldn't it be double? That's called breakfast. That's what she calls breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On September... Sounds like he's not even trying. It really is. Fucking quitter. Uh, On September 14th, 1977, Addison Varill, a reporter who covered the film industry for Variety was found dead in his Horatio Street apartment. He'd been beaten and stabbed. There were signs, some signs of a struggle. However, nothing had been taken beyond cash, a credit card, and some clothes. There was no evidence of forced entry. The police learned that Varil had been a... Oh, had been at the mine shaft. Oh, a popular leather bar until 6 a.m. Oh. Well, what's the name of it? What's the name of the bar? The mine. The mine oh, shaft. See, those, those those gay bars have the best names. They do. That's hilarious. 
All right, so he was the, the one in Cincinnati was the manhole. Yes. Um, but he was so this guy was at this bar, this leather bar, until six a.m. and he was talking to other patrons. Um, so uh, police believe that Varel had likely let his killer into the apartment. There were several empty beer cans and half-full liquor glasses at the scene. Gay activist and journalist Arthur Bell, a friend of Varel's, wrote an article about the case in The Village Voice, setting it against the larger issue of how murders of gay men, several of which occurred yearly in the village, were rarely taken seriously by police or reported in the media. See, branding the manhole, it was a double entendre. Did you, you have to look that to up that before means? you told me that? Explain to that to her that... Did you uh, have to look so that up? Colonel, can you explain to her what a double entendre is? It's... Uh, let me see. Let me, let me... Let me... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No. Dumb this down, Oh, um, yeah, because he doesn't understand it either. So let's just settle the fuck down. A double entendre means that you say one thing, but there is a nuanced, uh, nuanced, makes your mind go to another place. Okay. You say one thing, it's, it's like, uh, like chocolate. You know, there could be a double entendre for chocolate or sugar. Mm. Or, um, premature ejaculation. Sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Bell, <laughs> Bell ended his. Not, and we're uh, not that we're you know that we're anti premature ejaculation because you know it, you know I, I figure you just get, you know it's not a medical condition. It's more it helps me to get to the sports center quicker. That's way I look at it. Well, and I think a lot of our women listeners are very pro-premature ejaculation. Yeah, because we got shit to do. Because they like to get to Sports Center, or they they like to get to the Martha Ray show or yeah. whatever. The View. So they can learn how to make a good meatloaf for, what? Uh, you know, okay. for Monday. Please stop. So, Bell ended his article by giving the phone number of the New York Police Department's Homicide Bureau and asking anyone with information to call them. However, eight days after the killing... I mean, it sure beats post... Uh, what, am I, what we're saying? Post-mature ejaculation. Okay. Now, you might be there for days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Takes right. You got to get, get aircraft lube, Timmy. 
so you don't blister stuff up. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm sitting there playing on my phone, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. flipping yeah, through. Candy Crush. Man, yeah. flipping through TikTok. Mm-hmm. What are you fucking even talking about? Reading War and Peace. Yeah. We... I can well, you, can we talk about this guy? A, a tantric. I, we're here to not talk about your weird whatever. Let's talk about this guy. Well, I mean, let's say you're in a situation. I don't want to say any of that. I'm not <laughs> saying it. Reverse reverse cowgirl action going on. I don't understand what's happening. So why not get out your phone and and update your social media and all that? <laughs> well, exactly. Check your contacts. Delete the old ones. Well, you know what? You know, just and I'm sure. I like the multi. I'm sure the women in your life appreciate hearing all of this. So, way to go, guys! I'm just going to go ahead and keep reading. Anyway, eight days after the killing, someone called Vril, claiming to be the killer. Apparently, to correct Bell's assumption that the killer was a psychopath who targeted gays. The caller said, I like your story, and I like your writing, but I'm not a psychopath. In a story that later ran on the Voices front page, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, well, well I mean, yeah, he did. because. He didn't, like, he didn't like the adjective. I, I can understand that. Is it pejorative? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, in the story that later ran on The Voice's front page, the caller recounted the events of the night that ended in Varel's murder. I'm gay, and I needed money, and I'm an alcoholic, he said. After three months of sobriety... No psychopath. Right. After three months of sobriety, he claimed, he had gone out to... gone out to Badlands, a bar, in the early hours of September 14th, where Varel, whom he did not know, offered to buy him a beer. That beer became several, with the two consuming poppers and cocaine in addition to the drinks. That's when the party starts. At 3 a.m., they left Badlands and went to the mine shaft, where they continued their alcohol and drug consumption. After two hours, they took a taxi to Varel's apartment. There, the two had more alcohol and cocaine, followed by sexy time. Uh, that, let this be a, a lesson to all of our listeners out there who, who may be serial killers. Don't mix uh, drugs and alcohol with your murdering. Don't mix. Don't, don't mix. shit where you eat. No, they don't. Exactly. There you go. All right. So, let's see. They have the sexy time. The caller said that afterwards he realized that... Uh, afterwards he realized that was as far as Varil had wanted the relationship to go. So Varel was like all into this is a one night stand and he was ready to roll and what's his butt, whoever the caller is, wanted more. And he said, I needed money and I hated the rejection. So still intoxicated, uh, I tried to do something I'd never done before. After incapacitating Varel with a frying pan from his kitchen... The caller recounted he stabbed the journalist with a knife. So he hit him with a frying pan from his kitchen. Talk about using the tools at your disposal. So after he killed him, this fucker, after he killed him, he took his cash, which was $57. Jesus. 
uh, Varel's credit card and some clothes. When Bell contacted police about the call, they told him that it seemed like the first solid lead in the case. The caller had known about the stolen credit card, uh, and a detail that was a detail that the police had not made public yet. Did he know about the fifty-seven dollars? Uh, clearly, they did know about the fifty-seven dollars. It was just the credit card, is what mm. this says. So, detectives... dollars went a long way back in the 70s. Well, maybe, but Jesus Christ, you kill some guy for 57 bucks? I, I, I fed a family of 12 for six months, $57 back in the 70s. Did you give to, did you give to uh, Sally Struthers? Yeah. There you go. That was, that was uh, before she was on uh, Family... Uh, what was the name of the show? All in the Family. All in the Family. Yeah. You know, Colonel, did you ever think Edith was hot? She was kind of hot in her day. Y'all have seen the picture of Edith, Edith Bunker, Bunker Edith fucking Bunker? leathered out, right? With yeah. Alice Cooper. Yeah, but, uh-huh. So yeah, I'm with, sorry. Yeah. She's badass. Nine tails. Give, me, give me a wee bit of a boner, yeah. Wee. All right. So. Uh, I'd say it took me to seven. Detectives suspected that the caller would call Bell again and went to his apartment to wait with him. At 11 p.m., his phone rang. It was not the original caller, but a man who identified himself as Mitch. Jesus. Uh, he told Bell the killer was Paul Bateson, who had got, who he had gotten to know while the two were drying out in a hospital a few months earlier. He said Bateson was an unemployed x-ray technician and that he had called him earlier and confessed to the crime. Police arrested you Bateson. Never, never confess. I know. People, you people can't be trusted. Who people? Well, when you're... I don't, anyone, if you're a serial killer, keep that shit to yourself. I know, but you know, a lot of times they want to make sure they get credit. So, all right, let's see. There's nothing worse than a blabby serial there killer. There really isn't. Nothing you know, worse. you're sitting at a bar and you're talking oh, about my your old, you know, glory days. And then this guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, one time a couple years ago, I chopped up two people and, you know. Yeah, and you're like, it's not the same, right. You know, we was just talking about baseball. I mean, we was, yeah. Well, who was the guy, guy, who was the guy that, like, confessed to all kinds of fucking shit? And Henry Lee Lucas. Yes. Just like 458 con- yeah, murders. Just a confessing motherfucker. Just every cop in every state was calling, trying to close case. Hey, Henry, did you do this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I did that uh, one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Guy with an IQ of a piece of paper. All right, let's see. Um, so police arrested Bateson at his East 12th Street apartment, and when he was asked if he knew why he was being arrested, he point he pointed to an open copy of the Voice with Bell's article and indicated that that was probably why. Bateson eventually gave police a handwritten confession that was consistent with what he had told Bell. Jesus. Okay, so now he's, he's putting it on paper. I right. Mean, you can't go, no take backs. No take backs. Uh, Bell was charged with second degree murder and detained while awaiting trial. Arthur Bell. Now, I'm no lawyer. I'm no lawyer, but Here's what you don't want to do is in the police station, write down how you. Right, right, right. Makes your defense much more difficult. 
It does. Unless you give them all wrong information, and they just think you're a nut that's uh, confessing to all these things. Yeah, but then maybe you get put in, you know, shady pines, and you get to just live out the rest of your days in peace and tranquility. You know, I, I'm all for that. I, I, I would be, I wouldn't mind being institutionalized about right now. I'm sure we could arrange that at this point for you without much of an issue. We had to talk to Leanne. But anyway, so he's charged with second degree murder. They, um, they give you little cups of jelly every day. That's true. You can Jell-O. get, you can have pudding too. Yeah. I mean, Not come on. Gig. Not a bad gig. Not a bad gig at all. And you get to wear you get to wear your pajamas all the time. You know, and those, those old people fuck a lot in those in those places. Well, I was just talking about going to. A, I was just talking about going to a the fucking. STDs running through that place. I was talking about going you're, you're to a fucking asylum, to but okay. I'm talking about. Well, a nursing that happens home. too. Nursing homes, you're you're more likely to get chlamydia than COVID in those places. Now. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's just a mess. Those old people got time on their hands, Viagra. Well, but the thing is, you know, those old you know women who will do good there. I mean, you know who will do good there in a few years? Who's that? Carrot Top. He will be shooting well, his, his seed and those old women's hair and their face. Oh my God. Well, and it's it's good for your skin. They maybe won't maybe the Botox. nurses. I mean, you know. <clears throat> Stop. Here's it. the thing. Ever since Viagra came along, motherfuckers STNAs. ain't getting their sweaters for Christmas no more from their granny. Yeah. You know, the you little know, kids I'm, used I'm to sure always get sweaters, a, but uh, now I'm granny's sure doing lips. reverse cowgirl with Earl four doors up. What the yeah, fuck? And she ain't crocheting like she used to. I need a goddamn Afghan. You know, no, I need to go on uh, what? Pornhub, Pornhub, and do a search for mature and bukkake and see if there's some old people out there. Oh right my now. god! I'm sure they, sure they are. Okay, all right. But you know, you have to wear you no. have to wear uh, no. You have to nope. Goggles Stop. would be a good thing to wear. <laughs> mm, yeah, it seems like so. A, jail. Yeah. So Arthur right Bell. Right. Shish. Shoot shish. Right shish. Arthur Bell. Bounce right off. Arthur Bell that's interviewed you, Bateson. You get the ricochet, Colonel. That's not good. No, okay. No, no. Arthur You're Bell. Man. You want, you God want, damn it. You want, what? you want to make sure, you you know, it's, it's physics, right? And you want to make sure that when you, Are you ejaculate, cutting? it's not going to bounce off something hard and come right back at you. Okay. So be, be you know careful what? out there, guys. Yeah, I'm going to need you to put... Bukaki. Can we just put a pin in that? Also. Can we put a pin in that thought? I'm going to put a pin... Boop, uh, I'm okay with it. Right you there. Got, I don't know if... Uh, I'm not sure if... Uh, it's pinned. Yeah, it. it's pinned. <clears throat> so, Arthur Bell interviewed Bateson about a month later after he was detained. Um, jail, he said, was helping him to get, again, get sober. And his biggest regret to get out of carpet, I can tell you that. Okay, and his biggest regret about being in custody was missing the new season of the ballet. In pretrial motions, Bateson, through his attorney, attempted to have his confession suppressed. He argued that wait, he'd wait, been wait. drunk at the so, time. So so he didn't like the opera, but he don't want to miss the ballet. Right. Does that make sense, Colonel? No, it doesn't at all. Timmy, I just, for research purposes, 
Um, <clears throat> there's one that's called Granny Wants All the Goo. <laughs> Granny Wants All the Goo. Oh my God. That sounds like a. It sounds like a wholesome. Okay. Movie. Mm-hmm. And again, we're gonna. Granny Wants All the Goo. Gonna put a pin <laughs> in it. <laughs> Come on, Brandy. Are you and your uh, uh, nope. economics professor? I mean, I, we're not doing this. Did, Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely <laughs> fucking not today, Satan. We're gonna get through this shit, and then. All right. All right. So, so he's charged. And he's, he's saying that you know they can't use the confession because he was drunk at the time. Police hadn't read him his rights. Um, he also denied having made the phone call to Bell claiming that his purported confession was just based on what he'd read about the case in The Voice. You think when he signed that confession that he should have thought about missing the uh, upcoming ballet season? You would have thought. I mean, yeah. He just wasn't thinking straight. Uh, Bateson, they, don't, they, don't, they don't often, they don't have, I mean, they got a lot of activities in prison, but I don't think they got ballet. They don't. Bateson went on trial in early 1979. The state entered both his confession and Bell's voice article into evidence against him. Bateson was convicted after four days on March 5th, 1979. At Bateson's... Wait a they, got his, they got a confession it took him four days to find him guilty? Yeah. Right. He was a stutterer, Timmy. <laughs> took a minute. Christ. Well, at Bateson's sentencing a month later, prosecutor William Hoyt called him a psychopath. And reiterated his belief. Those jurors just wanted to get out of work. (laughs) Well, they were getting free lunch. Um, (laughs) So he reiterated his belief that Bateson was responsible for six unsolved murders. While Hoyt admitted there was no direct proof of this, he said that Bateson had confessed to those crimes in a conversation with Richard Ryan. Speaking for himself, Bateson denied any role in the other murders, of course. At the time of Bateson's arrest, police had also begun... He was being, he was being coy. He was. Yeah. Uh, at the time of Bateson's arrest, police had also been investigating a series of murders of gay men over the previous two years, which they believe were committed by the same people due to similarities in the killings modus operandi. M.O. Yes. The big Mo. Six corpses of men had been found dismembered in bags floating in the Hudson River. Since the bags reportedly had wording on them connecting them to NYUMC's neuropsychiatric unit, and the dismemberment of the bodies appeared to have been done by someone skilled in using a knife, investigators began to suggest publicly that Bateson might be a suspect in those killings. See, here's the thing. If you work in a medical field and you decide to start killing people, you know, you have to kind of hatch it up. You can't, you can't make dissect them. Right, uh, you know, you know, you got, you got to go against the, uh, the 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 skin and the bone. I mean, you can't just do it surgically, right? Because it's gonna it's gonna indict you. That's true. So let's see. Those killings were the subject of another interview Bateson gave, although it would not be made public until 2012. Surprised that Bateson. Um, Surprised that the Bateson he recalled could have been accused of murder, William Freakin came uh, to Rikers to talk with him. Freakin and Bateson. Rikers Island. Freakin and Bateson. 
Wait, okay. Freakin said Bateson admitted killing Viral. Bateson said that the prosecutors were offering him a deal whereby if he confessed to the bag murders, he would receive a shortened sentence. In a 2018 Esquire article about Bateson, writer Matt Miller was unable to find what that evidence might have been as the New York County Clerk of Court's office could not find a copy of the trial transcript. Oh, convenient. But they nothing... Were they were bluffing. Yeah, but nothing Miller had been able to review mentioned either the bags purportedly being traced to NYUMC or any mention of a deal offered to Bateson if he confessed to the other murders. Justice Morris Goldman sentenced Bateson to 20 years to life in prison. He ultimately found the connection to the other murders too, too ephemeral, sorry, to merit any consideration in sentencing Bateson. Bateson ultimately served 24 years and three months. On the day after his 63rd birthday in August 2003, he was released from Arthur Kill Correctional Facility in Staten Island. That could have been named differently. Uh, according to records kept by the state, his parole was successfully completed in November 2008, and that is the last public record of Bateson. A record in the social... How do you let that guy out? I mean, how do you let someone out? <laughs> because people, people are just him stupid. Up, put him in fucking bags. Right. Well, maybe he was rehabilitated. Yeah, well... I wonder if they they, they showed uh, Exorcist at, uh, in prison at, on movie night. I bet they did, and he was like, ooh, that's me. They probably He probably signed autographs. That's right. So a record uh, in the Social Security Death Index shows that a Paul F. Bateson with the same birthday and Social Security number issued in Pennsylvania died on September 5th, 2012. So he died a free man. Hmm. Fucker. That's fucked up. It is fucked fucked up. It's always fucked up. Yeah. So that is the story of Paul Bateson, the exorcist killer. Thank you very much. That's pretty interesting, Timmy. Well, it, it was from Jason Bates. I mean, Jason Bates. Wow. Jason Dykes. Jason and, Bates would uh, be so much better. <laughs> I know. Bateman. So, Jason, thank you. And Jason will be at WeebCon signing boobies. With his, uh, I don't know if he's using a felt marker or not, Colonel. He might be going old school and signing it with ink. Oh, good Lord. With a, with with a one pick. of those feather pens, Kenny? Get a pick. Uh, well, you know, with a ball. With one of those quills? A quill. One of those quills. He might be using a quill. He might be. Oh, my God. All right. So, do, Jason, thank you. Do we have. Randy, f- what's your final thoughts on the exorcist? Uh, my the final thoughts killer. are that you two are dipshits, and that that guy is an asshole who never been ah. I don't know what that was, but uh, that was ridiculous. Colonel, that's uh, what Linda Brand, Brand, Brand said. Can, you, in the can thing. you tell us on the record? Your mother you sucks cocks in hell. Can you tell us on the record, Brandy, whether or not you're pro Bukaki or not? Oh my God, I'm. Not, we're gonna put a pin in that again. Well, I mean, just give us an opinion. You don't have to go into gross, details. Are gross, gross. I'm not going to kink shame anyone, but I, it's gross. Well, Would you tell use us one of those this, hair devil? nets if you, if you ever partake in that? <laughs> I, I, I will not ever, yeah. so it's no big deal. Well, 
have you ever fallen for a nope. devil? It's good for your skin. Nope. Have you nope. ever fallen for, nope. but I'm going off to war in the morning? <laughs> no. Well, Colonel, are you pro-Bukaki, Colonel? Um, I personally, unless people are wearing uh, proper safety gear, I uh, wear, uh, then I'm okay with it. But, you know, I I don't want to put somebody's eye out to me. I, I don't I want you. to do that. I hear you. It's you a, it, 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 there is there's risk involved. That's for sure. Oh, it's it's not without its dangers, Timmy. Oh my yeah. God! And uh, I don't want to be the. Make sure you cover your hair because you know they get pissed off sometimes uh, if they just washed our hair, Colonel. Stop. Well, you know, I uh, one of the chapters in my book to me is is a way to is guaranteed to make women scream. I've got to make when you have sex, chicken Timmy. fries. <laughs> Can we and, get on and, with and, this? And when you get done, Timmy, what you do is you wipe your dick on the curtains. Damn uh, it! They will scream every time, Timmy. Damn it! <laughs> well, I guess it depends on whose curtains it is. I mean, if it's your own, well, I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> They shouldn't care. Damn I it. mean, if it's a if Motel it's 6, they shouldn't care. Yeah. Wow. Just. Don't get it on the carpet either, Colonel, because, I mean, you know, you'll have to, you'll be down, you'll be, you know, vacuuming that thing up and shampooing it. For well, it's hard to, I, I I believe it's hard to vacuum mango, Timmy. I, it I is. I think that's something that you need to steam it for. You got to get a, you got to get a wet dry vac for that. And then it floats around when it gets, uh, yeah, when it gets sucked up in the little bowl still floating around the top real good you can see it it's hard to, it's just a messy thing oh my god really that's why you have the latex sheets latex sheets you get latex, oh, yes. rubber sheets to me they were uh yeah, yeah. form fitting too god mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so brandy i guess uh it, it's not going to work out for you and, and carrot top i guess yeah i guess not that was i mean well you know what's funny it was is, never really on the you, table <laughs> Is speaking some, of sharpies, Timmy. Uh huh. I think if you're going to do that, what you do is get yourself a sharpie and draw like a bunch of little bullseyes in the on the forehead. <laughs> that you practice. And that way, you got something to aim for. Yeah. Yeah. He does not have enough money. Now, 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 now you know, no. Randy, a real a woman who loves her man. You know what she'll do after they've you've made love? She will go get a hot towel and. Mm-hmm. And, and and clean her lover off, Brandy. Do you do that for Dave? I can't even with you people or today. Run them a run them a warm bath. Oh my god! It's even run them a warm it's, bath. It's even better. I'm just trying to go to sleep and then come in and scrub them thoroughly, Timmy. Because Brandy, you know, it's the least you can do after you, you've been pleasured. That's really the least. First of all, <laughs> I I. Oh my God! I have to go make chicken fries before Noah starves to death. All right, Colonel. What's your final thought on the Exorcist killer, Paul Bates? I, I, I think it was a little rude to call him a psychopath, Timmy. I just think he was just your average run-of-the-mill nut job. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you. Uh, we want to thank everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or a kernel. Or just a wee little bit to me. Okay, I want to run through the names of those who support us because <laughs> it's very kind of them and we really do appreciate it. It keeps the show 
going. So uh, thank you, Elizabeth Lawrence, Kim Purple, and Baby Sam. Stevie Smiles. Is it Stevie Smiles? Stevie Smiles, I believe. Smile, smile. Won't you smile, Emily, smile with me? Emily, Stevie. our good friend Alan Cox. Aaron Muller, Muller. I'm screwing these names up, and I do apologize. Rachel <laughs> Goss. Anna Kaufman. Shelby. Uh, Robert. Gina Green. Thank you, Gina. Andrea, Louise Simons, uh, Tessie Alcronpour. I'm not used to reading these names, so. Wow. Buffy, Buffy, uh, Danelle, Mary Ann Knight, our good friend Nina with the Already Gone podcast. Nina has a bit of the COVID, so we hope that she is feeling better real soon. She got the cooties, Timmy. Yeah. She she actually lost her sense of taste, so she may have enjoyed this this episode. (laughs) If everybody lost their sense of taste, we'd have a much bigger audience. We really would. Amber Anderson, uh, our good friend Ben in Colorado. Tara with the uh, Bloody Murder podcast. Bridget Pinard. Casey Kitchens. Thank you, Casey. Kelly Jones. We haven't heard from Kelly for a while. Casey Kitchens. It is Casey. Casey Casey Kitchens. Kelly Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones. Christy Lee in the Canadian True Crime Podcast. Carl. Cheryl LeBlanc. Our good friend Clark and Diane Trowbridge. Clark just had a birthday. It's his birthday weekend. Birthday month. We celebrate the whole month with Clark. Clark. Happy birthday, and we look forward to seeing you at DweebCon, as always. He's always there, him and Diane, faithful listeners, and uh, we we really appreciate their support. Erica Kinney, our good friend Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jay Cleveland Payne, Colonel, good, very good guy, Jamie Dent, mm-hmm. who has just, I believe she just got a certificate to... Uh, work with people who are having uh, uh, psychological emergencies. So, well, she's going to be busy at TweetCon. She really will be. Hiro. Yeah, own booth. Uh, Hiro, our good friend, uh, Jason Dykes, who wrote this episode again. Thank you, Jason. Jeff and Don Chestnuts, our dear friends. Uh, Jennifer uh, Arcot, uh, Jennifer Soboda, Jess. Uh, Kelly Charette, Kim Strope, and Christine Malachinsky, Laurel Riley, uh, Marie, Mary Courtney Sheldon, our good friend, and the Colonel's next wife, Michelle Johns, Paula Kimes, uh, Sarah Bloom, Sue Van Hook, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap. Our good friend Shirley. Shirley, we're thinking about you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Stephen Potts from Down Under. Uh, Terry Strafford, our good friend Terry, who just recently had a birthday as well. Hope we can see Malachi. We hope, we hope at Malachi. We hope we get to see uh, Terry at uh, TweepCon again this year. Our good friends Ben and Rosanna from They Walk Among Us. Tyrone. Uh, good buddy Todd Long. Tommy Lane out there in uh, Hawaii. We hope Tommy can join us again this year. She's a lot of fun. And uh, our good friend Tracy Smith. So if I screwed up any of your names, I apologize because I'm not used to reading these. 
And uh, Brandy, I don't know if you noticed or not, but sometimes I don't uh, I don't pronounce things well. Yeah, you probably never noticed. No, I mean you cover yeah. it. You cover it really well. Well. So we would like to thank all of you for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historygreaves. That's all one word. Where you can give a little, you can give a lot, uh, or just a wee little bit. Now, if I missed just any, a tip, if, you if like. I missed anyone, we will be sure to mention you next time. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Colonel and Brandy? No, I'm, I'm bereft of thoughts, Timmy. I'm thoughtless. <laughs> I am going to go. I'm going to go in and watch some bukkake porn. Wow, so, mature bukkake. Mature bukkake. Old folks. Wow. Bukkake. Yeah. Bukkake. Yeah. Keep it to Ready yourself. Bukkake. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye.